Hello. Welcome to the Sunday is Today podcast, where we talk about how to live one's best life by sharing the experiences that um, I'm having, talking about the lessons I've learned along the way, the things that I'm focused on, and how I'm on this journey to redesign my life to make it what I want. My name is Bola Adina. For those who are still with us and who've been with us since episode one, welcome. And for new listeners, welcome. If you are just listening for the first time, I would advise going back to the earlier episodes just to get a sense for who I am, um, where I am on my journey, and the purpose of this podcast. And what I'll say is at the moment, the purpose continues to be a journey of self-discovery as I look to sort of shift my perspective as well as my living experiences and how I view the world into seeing it a different way completely. So it's been a month or so since I did the last podcast and the reason I've been away primarily has been because um, I was on vacation. So August, um, so I want to say at, um, on August 19th, um, that was about four weeks ago, I left Maryland to drive to New Jersey to drop my children there, as well as Connecticut, to drop the older two there so that we could um, leave my husband and I on a trip to Europe. The plan is was to be away for about three weeks with friends and family, and we wanted to do um, three countries in Europe. So we knew it was going to be a daunting experience. It was going to be difficult just logistically, and I'll get into all the things that we got into. But I'm happy to report that as massive an undertaking as it seemed at the time when, and I think we began planning for this like around January. And at the time, it seemed like something crazy, like who leaves for about three weeks to go to three different countries? I don't even know how many cities. Um, I want to say about seven or eight or so on a limited budget, even though while we were there, it didn't seem like we were reminded of that fact, but it was on a limited budget. And the idea was really just to have fun, create memories and spend time, um, not only with each other, my husband and I, but really with the people that we love who are near and dear to our hearts. So it was a daunting experience. Um, and like I said, last month we left not knowing what was awaiting us. And after dropping the children off, um, we took off to Portugal. That was going to be our first stop. And it was my friend and I, my friend Remy and her husband, myself and my husband. So we started off in Lisbon. Now, how we got to Lisbon, so let me just backtrack and set the stage for why we decided to take this trip. On July 13, my husband turned 40, and one thing that he wanted was a trip to Europe. I think he, I'm not sure exactly if he had a place in mind, but I know he definitely wanted to travel somewhere. My brother was also turning 40. He turned 40 a week or two earlier, so my sister-in-law and I were trying to figure out what could be the best way to celebrate them and we wanted to do it jointly. So we quickly arrived at the idea of um, taking a vacation to Europe without the kids and initially it was going to be a five day six a five night six day trip to Italy. 
So there's a group that we've traveled with in the past. It's called Young Blacks Travel. You know, nowadays there are lots of groups out there that do tours for young black people who are traveling around the world. Um, so this was a trip that we thought logistically everything has been planned. So it's probably easier for us to just hop on the trip. For one reason or the other, um, we weren't able to get about, I want to say 20 to 25 people in our group um, onto the trip. So we decided to create our own trip, which then gave us the flexibility to expand to other countries and um, sort of design the, the tours and the experiences as we wanted it. And then, of course, me being in the space that I am, you know, I got... I I don't want to say selfish per se, but I got um, excited about all the other places we could travel to. So I started adding more to the list. So it went from going to visit the Amalfi Coast and spending some days in Naples and doing Positano, Capri, et cetera, to, you know, visiting Greece as well. I had heard great things about Greece. I'd always wanted to go. Um, Loved the white and blue color combo of the islands and really just wanted to um, go experience it. So I figured, you know, Greece wasn't too far from Italy, so we might as well add that to the list. When I brought this idea to my sister-in-law, I think given, because they're they're in New Jersey, and given the timing of the children going to school and also maybe just the logistics just being too much, she opted out. But we invited a group of friends that we traveled to Spain with last year so they were down for the trip so they were going to do Greece and and Italy with us um, so at this point it was now a group of eight who were traveling to Greece and Italy so as I went to book our flight the cheapest flight I could find was Air Portugal and I may need to do a separate episode just specifically on Air Portugal and how horrible the experience was um, or how it turned out to be. But at the time, you know, I had no idea what they offered when I booked the flight with them was, number one, the lowest fare that we could find. So we thought that was amazing. They were leaving from Newark, New Jersey to Rome, Italy. So we got on it and by far, you know, the cheapest flight um, of all the other ones that we were looking at. And then to top it off, um, they offer... Um, Air Portugal does this thing where they're looking to drive more tourism to their country. So for those who are flying Air Portugal, you have the opportunity to um, do a layover, um, I guess what's called an extended layover for up to five days in in Portugal. And we thought, how amazing, you know, this is um, another opportunity to visit a different country than the other two and at this point, the only thing we would have to worry about would be lodging and, you know, whatever we decided to do. So I jumped on the opportunity, um, booked the flight. So the um, itinerary ended up being we flew to Lisbon. Um, we had a layover, spent some time there. We would get back in Lisbon, fly to Rome, which would be the final leg of that initial tour. Um, and then from there, fly to Greece and you know, explore Greece, fly back from Greece to Rome, find our way to Naples, and then meet up with the rest of the group who were set to join us um, about a week or so into our trip. And at this point, it would be a group of, um, I want to say, 12 additional people, making about 19 or so people um, when everyone um, was together. 
So that was exciting. And um, luckily, my dear friend, Remy, decided to come with us on all the legs. So she was going to do Portugal, Greece, and Italy with us, which was just amazing. So, so we left, flew to Lisbon, and I think to start off, um, and it may have been that I was in a funky mood. I'm not really sure what's going on, but... I think the highlight of Lisbon was less the country and really just the company we we were with. So one takeaway, and I'll just sprinkle these takeaways throughout this episode. One takeaway that I kind of learned right off the bat is if you're going to travel, it's so important to travel with people that you vibe and gel with. And that can mean whatever, you know, people who are on your same pace when it comes to the types of tours you want to do, how casual you want to move, you know, the types of food you want to eat, your laid back personality. If there's some days you just want to chill and do nothing, you just want to make sure that you find people who are on your same wavelength, um, but also people that you just enjoy. So if it turns out that the country or the tours or the food or the um, experience is less than ideal, at the very least, the trip is not a waste because you're getting to build and bond and strengthen relationships with people that you love. And that really was the case here. I mean, um, even though Portugal, aside from the shenanigans that we had to experience with Portugal Airlines, um, and Portugal itself, at least Lisbon, you know, wasn't necessarily all that interesting. I felt like it was a we, we went to Barcelona last year, and I felt like, you know, as most European cities, um, you know, it had somewhat of a similar feel and look-ish. But, you know, if Barcelona was on a 10 for us, I want to say Lisbon was probably a 1 or 2. Um, and perhaps it's because we had gone to Barcelona and that messed up the experience for us. I'm not sure, but I just think, you know, if I'm looking back and assessing it correctly, I think Lisbon is just now um, coming, um, up and coming with its tourism industry. The food wasn't great and, and some of the tours were okay. And also just the scenery in general um, is a little aged and um, wasn't as interesting. Um, let me pause here and welcome Mac to the show. Hi, Mac. Good podcast listening time. Good, <laughs> Good for everyone who's there. And Mac, by the way, for those who don't know, is my husband, and he is also um, the birthday boy that um, sort of was at the center of this trip. He was the one that we were being celebrated, one half of the of the duo that we were celebrating. So All yeah, right. what, were your, what was your thought of, um, of Portugal? What, what made it less than ideal? Okay, so, I mean, I think one of, I always say this, that uh, one of the more intimate things that you could do is have dinner, and um, that always strikes people as weird, but I mean, if you think about it, you know, people eat at the dinner table, they have family over, they have friends over, and you're all laughing, and like you're enjoying the meal, and you're having a good time with your friends, so it's really um, something that I find to be intimate. So like food and traveling is always a top priority and the food was just not good um and and the thing is um you know we were really hesitant to just decide that the food wasn't good so we kept giving lisbon you know shot after shots like okay maybe it was a restaurant that we went to let's try another one let's let's do this again and it just was not 
what we expected. We were expecting more of the Mediterranean style, the, the flavors coming in from Africa and from all over um, the Mediterranean, but um, we weren't getting that. It was very bland, and it's a lot of fish, um, fish that's even imported from elsewhere. Yeah. So, and the thing is, what's interesting is, um, you know, again, like I said, we were hesitant to just label it as just bad, but um, I spoke to someone who actually also traveled to Lisbon. They lived in France for a little bit, and they said they're, you know, they have. They have of their Portuguese descent. Um, not that that means anything. I mean, they're American. But, you know, they traveled to Lisbon as well. Um, they went to both Porto and Lisbon. We didn't get to go to Por- I mean, to, to Porto. But they also did not like the food. So now I feel like, okay, we, how are, we are vindicated. Cause and that's actually the case because I've spoken with um, other people um, about that. And apparently... For whatever reason, Lisbon is known for not having good cuisine. Like, that's a general sentiment, at least amongst the people that I've spoken with. So, yes, so you're right. I think we, <laughs> I think we're vindicated in our assessment. And just to give the listeners maybe a high level understanding of what the food was like, I think if I remember correctly, like you said, lots of fish, but the fish was never cooked well, seasoned well. It just always tasted very bland. The cheese, which was probably um, something that was more tolerable, um, sometimes just had a different taste and smell to it to the point where the pizza that we got just was not enjoyable either. And then lastly, they did a lot of cod and the cod was always, it reminded me of fish sticks in America where it's, um, it's battered, fried, um, so when they're serving it at the restaurants, it's not really cooked to order or just fresh. It's really something that it seemed like they grabbed it out of the microwave and then served it up, which just was never um, appetizing. But overall, the food was not great. And, um, you know, the, the so, so let's aside from the food. How else did you find the city? Yeah, so I mean, the whole entire city looks like it's under construction. You know, they're they're yeah. um, refacing everything. You know, they're they're going through a process of, I guess, rebuilding and revamping the entire city. So that's that's one thing. It just, I mean, I didn't necessarily also feel like it was um, as architecturally um, scenic mm-hmm. as Spain was. It was a I lot. said it looked more like prison architecture. <laughs> prison architecture. So just big, massive <laughs> buildings with very small, tiny windows to look out of, and, you know, the buildings look run down. So something you would see in, like, in the U.S., like, a pr- where people are held <laughs> against their will. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I also felt like, you know, the people were also much more... I, I'm just talking in terms of, like, how they look and the kind of people that were there. I just felt like uh, Spain was a lot more diverse. Mm-hmm. So, again, it was more... Because like, before I went to Spain, um, I had never been to Europe. And one of the reasons was because I just always thought of Europe as being bland and bleak and gray, you know, not your vibrant, colorful type of places that you would find around the world in, in the, you know, southern hemisphere for the most part. But uh, so I I'd never traveled to to Europe and going to Spain I was pleasantly surprised and I was hoping especially since I had heard other people who had been to um, Lisbon and Portugal that they had a good time that I was hoping that Portugal up yeah Yeah, a lot of people do and I wonder if it's um, because they're having success from the 
it, from if the country is trying to push tourism, so there's a narrative that's being created and people are just hopping onto it. But recently, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about Portugal wanting to visit or maybe visiting and coming back and loving it. So I'm not sure what's going on, but this is definitely um, Portugal's time. And you could sense it because of all the construction you were talking about, Mac. I just felt like like it was overhyped and they under-delivered overall, right? Yeah, it's precisely what I was hoping not to get in the European <laughs> city. So um, it, Portugal is, you know, Lisbon and Portugal are not um, going to be on the list um, for oh, well. a revisit. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I will still say, though, we had an amazing time. And I think, you know, let's go back to what I was saying before about why it's important if you're going to travel to just make sure you're traveling with people that you enjoy, people that you want to be around. So even if the city or the place turns out to be shitty and all that, not all that interesting, you're still having an amazing time. Because I felt like we had a really good time in Portugal. Um, Alcohol always helps the process along. So one of the things that (sighs) we did was um, stay dehydrated because our drink of choice was always whatever alcohol we were drinking. Oh, I mean, but here's here's one thing that I must say about um, Lisbon you enjoyed the music. What was the that music. called? It's uh, Fado music. Fado, um, yeah. So we actually Explain went... Explain that a bit. Yeah. What's well, Fado? Yeah. Okay. Explain. I did actually look it up, and now, um, you know, I really don't n- remember enough to give justice to the history of it. But, I mean, it's it's basically Portugal's, like, historical music. It's sort of like... I don't want it's you know it's usually played in a, in a bar and we have some um, videos that we have posted on Instagram but um you know in a bar it's usually very darkly lit like you know all the lights are off and PR everyone is just sitting around you eat some food and then there's you know a guitarist playing and then there's um one guy who is usually a guy I haven't Actually, uh, I don't know if I've seen too many women, but I think you know the one we went to was a guy and I've seen a couple of other guys and they and they're just you know, crooning, and it's beautiful. The voices are, are beautiful. And, it, you know, I um, we went, we got to, a chance to go and, and visit one of those, you know, um, Fado restaurants where they played that. And, you know, it was an interesting story for that one, too, but I don't know if we want to get into can, it. I can quickly, well, well, <laughs> we'll do it at a high level without getting too detailed. But um, just quickly, Fado... Looking on Wiki, um, the trusty Wiki, says Fado is a form of music characterized by mournful tunes and lyrics, often about the sea or the life of the poor and infused with a sentiment of resignation, faithfulness, and melancholy. I don't know if I got all that from listening to it. I think I was well, too you overwhelmed. Understand. <laughs> you don't understand the language. I didn't understand it the language, but I think I was too annoyed by whatever crappy food we were served once again after the um, host who basically dragged us into the the club to come listen to Fado. <laughs> after he promised us all sorts of amazing food, what he delivered let me just say, fell short of my expectations. So that was where the night began to, to fail well, us. To, to be honest, though, that was the only food we had with any 
amount of salt in it. It was actually it was over salted, <laughs> but it was actually one of the few times we actually had seasoned food. Some fun but it was the same nasty cod, fried cod, with their over salted rice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was just plain rice and salt for Nigerians, which is a no no because it's like, a, what happened to the sauce? Where's the omen? <laughs> It's not good. And then the guy started playing music, but then the night went downhill because some of us started getting uh, sick. <laughs> Meaning some of us had a little too much to drink, so we had to bail earlier than expected. We're not going to put people's business out there, but let's just say <laughs> the night came to a screeching halt <laughs> very quickly because we left and ran out of there. Yeah. I'm laughing because... I felt slightly embarrassed and uncomfortable because I felt like the only black people in the space. No, there was no, there was one other black woman there. I think wasn't there a black woman who actually like kind of told us? I think either oh, she, yeah, was a, she, the, she was the, the setup. girlfriend, the girlfriend of the guy. <laughs> she, 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 when we walked so. in, and we're deciding if we were gonna go in or not. She was like, "Oh my god, this is so great! The food is amazing. This is the best spot. The guy is wonderful." Now. The reason why the night turned out to be even shittier than when we had to leave because we had been Wait, drunk. but before you go, be, uh, before you get off of that, us being the only black people or one of the few, we are a group at, and as a, compared to, like, the one black lady. But yeah. we're a group and, um, you know, like, one by one, we just started <laughs> leaving the place. So it could have appeared... <laughs> As if we're like walking out in a check. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, (laughs) one by one. But yeah, we just, I think one by one, it started dawning on us that, yeah, we had taken more than we could um, handle (laughs) alcoholically and (laughs) otherwise. So we had to bounce. Um, And then Remy's husband, um, luckily, um, was responsible enough to <laughs> stick around and not have um, drinking too much or, you know, or he doesn't drink. So so he sat there and I'm sure he was just thinking, what is going on with these fools that I'm sitting here and now having to babysit grown people? But um, <laughs> but um, he um, so he ended up being stuck with the bill, I guess, is why the night turned out even shittier, because by the time he came back, I forget how much he said the guy charged for his crappy food. So and, it was 30 dollars a head which as i i mean i remember it's was like it 30 dollars for him 30 yeah so we paid 120 total he paid 120 uh, euros 120 euros, euros. And, and i think the reason why i was so euros. annoyed by this is because the man served us salty rice in and fish sticks so in my mind because generally in the states when you go into was it fish stick or freaking crackers i remember crackers crackers and, but i'm saying like the horrible cod fish whatever mm. the fried it was not good but the point is it was like a plate anyways if you give me a bill for 150 dollars in the u.s after serving me salty rice and and um fish sticks I mean, it's just not going down. It's not happening. And I think also because they didn't disclose to us that we were going to be paying that, you know, that it was per head. And, you know, we just thought we would come in to listen to music and we'll pay for the food that we eat and keep it moving. Not not that we were coming in to listen to music, just coming into a bar like you typically would Mm -hmm. in the state. Anyways, the point is just be careful when you go to Portugal before you agree to do anything. I mean, I, I feel like Portuguese people reminded me of, Nigerians, in which you could be hustled and had at any okay, given so point. This is uh, so, this is the the um, 
narrative that's going on still. It was a narrative that went on like we felt like we were robbed. But the thing is, yeah, being hustled. No, I don't. I don't. Okay, so I, so I had looked up because you know I did a lot of the planning for the excursions that we did, and one of the things that I wanted to do was a photo excursion and. If you look up the excursions, they're around that price for listening to Fado. Not for going into a club and music happens to be playing. Well, my, I want to be a part of agreeing to you digging into my pocket for $150. I want to be a part of that process. You need to be very clear <laughs> before I step into your establishment how much this is going to be and what I'm signing up for. You don't think? Well, I mean, if if it's... Their assumption that no assumption. you are that everyone is aware that this is your general asking price for listening to Fado because they they're probably not aware that you don't know so oh it's like God. not the thing that they go around saying remember it's thirty dollars so I mean a thirty I euros do. or whatever but well, anyway you know the what? point is that it's it's not out of market value so like. I know that we didn't know, but that's basically. We literally what it was. stayed there for five minutes. We didn't even enjoy the music. I mean, there were so many things that went wrong here. Number one, it was not communicated to us that we were going to pay for sitting at a bar, and you gave us crappy food. We didn't even stick around to listen to music because by the time the guys started playing, you know, I had to exit, Remy had to exit, and you exited shortly after. So I think maybe in total, I listened to like two minutes worth of music and then had to go. But the point is, I just feel like, I felt like I got got. I felt like, you know, they got us in, um, because we're travelers and tourists. So that's also something else you have to be on the lookout for. Just make sure, don't assume anything, don't assume things operate the way they do in your country or, you know, from other experiences that you've had. Just always ask before you go in so that you're not um, getting got. Anyways, that was another reason why Portugal did not rank highly on my list. So the the best the best part um, of Portugal was probably going outside of Lisbon to Sintra. Because mm. um, so you had been like looking a, for pina colada. Well, I mean, time. that's not why it was good because their pina coladas suck too. Their pina coladas. Pina coladas I mean, it was. I don't know what the hell that was. That wasn't pina colada. It was some kind of weird drink well I you know they made up for it because I had them put double and triple shots of mm-hmm. rum in it so at least you know we were having a good time as usual but you know we had a whole day trip to Sintra and we went to like this old castle and I probably should remember a little bit more about what it is but you know old castle was like really scenic it's like I think it was like King Ferdinand the something yeah. you know his castle it's so one of we those old that. European dynasties um, yeah the building the, the castle was interesting but I think what was more interesting just was the general scenery you know it was in the mountains it remain, reminded me of what was that place in Spain that we went to Monte I want to say Monte Verde but I, I, that's I don't from know Costa Rica oh you're right um, so Mon- yeah I don't remember Yeah. So what you'll notice is we experience these things, but our memories, the way they're structured, (laughs) we don't always remember the names. That's why you take pictures. (laughs) That's why we got pictures, and we may be able to make up for it by posting later. But yes, it was beautiful. But I think once again, it it was beautiful. And after we were done with a tour, we went to this, was it kind of like an open sort of market area? It reminded me of, 
Eastern market type of space in um, DC, you know, where there are different bars and different places you could go to. You could walk around and you could eat, sit down. It was great weather. Yeah, the by, beach by was the right there. Yeah. yeah. So that was actually a good day. That was a good day. Um, but once again, I think the food didn't make it. The scenery was okay. Um, but I think, you know, what made it was that we were with great people having a good time. So, anyways, um, and then lastly, Ed, to wrap up our time in Portugal, when we were thoroughly done with all things Portuguese food and everything, um, we the, the we were hungry one time. We didn't want to experience any more Portuguese food, so we were looking to oh. get something different. So oh, we stumbled. Which reminds me, right before that, though, I think that's where. Okay, so we went to this um, thing called the abandoned restaurant. Um, one of my Uber oh, drivers yeah. had told me about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things, and, and we got to get. To, are we getting? Are we only doing a podcast on Lisbon? Because <laughs> I think so. Because <laughs> it's now not, thirty time. minutes into the. <laughs> Because I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but it was um, the, my Uber driver told me about this uh, a restaurant that was starting. They ran out of money, and once they ran out of money, they abandoned it, and so it became basically like a, a skate park where people come in and skate there, and like they graffitied it up. But it's also the reason he recommended it is also a great place to catch a complete view of the city. And so we went out there. That was also a nice little experience. We, you know, took pictures and. Um, you know, had a good time there. Um, yeah, this and then, is the one that you made us walk like two or three miles well, up a hill. There was no was way. <laughs> no, well, there was no. Well, actually, I cut. Well, okay, so we took the bus though. We didn't have like we took a. We, yeah, we don't remember we took the bus from where we were. Like from we went Central to the pastry to the place. place. Okay, yeah, went we to, went to, to the oldest pastry. The oldest place pastry in Portugal spot once in Portugal. again. Overhyped and <laughs> not good. It's almost as if they don't believe in sugar <laughs> and fluffy pastry. <laughs> I can't. I, it was so it chewy. Wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I don't good. remember exactly what it was that was their main thing. Like everybody was standing in line. This is one of those. There was a bowl of like, pastry. Is that what it's called? There well, was, no, there was a bowl of pastry, but the one that everybody really was looking for, like their the main. Classic. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah. Yeah. So, do you remember what, was, what that was? That was like, it reminded me of, um, was it kind of like Puff Puff? No, it was like uh, the one that's, uh, it's like a rounded thing, it was like a pudding. Oh yeah, in that's the what it was. Middle, and then like the it was middle. pretty flaky on the outside. The crust was pretty flaky, and but so the you pudding bite into itself it. was not good. I didn't like it. I yeah. didn't enjoy it. Let me just say, but apparently that's the way. And the lines were around the like they were out around the corner. It's kind of like um that like you know Georgetown cupcakes in yeah. the U.S. and D.C. where people are just standing in line trying to get in, but you know. Once you finally got in, I was just like, okay, I mean, whatever. The point is, human beings do a lot of funny things. We, we're very funny people. <laughs> you know, for you to be standing in line for something that I think we can all agree was not great was so interesting to me. But whatever. Anyways, well, after mean, that. you don't know that it's not great. Besides, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, you just want to be able to say, yep, I went there. I guess it's for the, for the um, conversation valley. I guess for we're me, we're just we're just you know, what passing most of time. life is about. I guess <laughs> we're just passing time. All right, so we went there, but um, and then after that, we went to the abandoned building where you made us walk and got unnecessary. Or <laughs> we were. It was a good exercise. Yeah, we got exercise. Um, but the building, yeah, the abandoned building was great. And then afterwards, we had worked up a hunger. 
Um, so we were looking for food and could not tolerate any more Portuguese food. So um, we ran into, so we went to their downtown, or I don't remember exactly where. It was a nice area. They had lots of different foods and everything. So we're just asking people around, where can we find a different type of food? So we ran into some Africans who were like, oh, yeah, you want African food? We'll take you to get African food. So so we were, we're going, we're, they're taking us around and then finally took us to this um, salon where people do hair. And we're like, okay, well, this doesn't look like a restaurant. Come to find out these fools were trying to get their people to... Was it cook for us? I, I mean, I don't even know. It was so uh, random. Listen, I was it's, like, you're, I, I don't know what the heck was going on. I, I have no Like, he took us to a hair salon, African food, so maybe it was like a home-cooked meal. I don't, listen, I had no idea what, what the English. hell was going on. I'm just, all I know is the hustling spirit is strong in Portugal is all I know. Because, you know, you ask for one thing, they don't waste your time trying to get you something else. But anyways, we were like, okay, thanks but no thanks. And it found us a good old Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and the Chinese restaurant we're is like, not. We're like, oh, are you going to go to Port- Portugal to get Chinese food? It's like, um, but let's we're in describe the, US. the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> this Chinese is not P.F. Chang's Chinese restaurant. Which, you know, is you would argue is still somewhat fast food. This is not a high skill. This is like your hole-in-the-wall hood Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. where generally they when you— They make good food. <laughs> generally when you're traveling—I don't even eat Chinese food typically in the States. Like, I am that— like snobbish against Chinese food. Like I don't enjoy it. I don't eat it. <laughs> Too many options. But um, I mean, we're talking about like a hole in the wall, ghetto ass Chinese restaurant, and probably the best thing we had in Portugal. I mean, it was so good. I I, can't, I think that was probably one of my best moments. Yeah, that was in Portugal. That was yes, <laughs> the Chinese food. Well, I don't the know food, if it was the best moment. The but it was definitely. Babe, remember all the food we ordered? Yeah, it was good. It was so good. It was the best food. So but. another lesson: please don't turn up your noses on good old Chinese food when you're in a foreign country because they know how to come through. <laughs> they came through swinging. Great food. We ordered some more to go. I mean, we were just in heaven because we hadn't eaten good food for like a good three four days so so that was how we wrapped it up and i'm looking at the time now we're like 40 minutes into this so i think we should just wrap this up and just just use it as a um episode of portugal only so let's just now just talk about if you were to talk about your lessons learned or your key takeaways from portugal from portugal and the experience you know like one of my highlights you know before you go in one of my highlights was um when we stayed in after the debacle of the night before and played cards. Ah, yes. Right? The so so we were in this were Airbnb and, you know, Portugal had turned out to be somewhat disappointing. So we're like, we're not going anywhere. That's so the we, same night. That's the same Fado night, though. That, you oh, know. it was the same Fado. <laughs> this was before. This was the prelude to the debacle <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. Fado. So we stayed in and we played cards and we played, Was it, no, we played spades. Mm-hmm. This was where we taught our friends, um, Remy and her husband, IB, how to play spades. And I think Remy and I were on the same team, and the men were on another team. Battle and the, of the sexes. And, and the women we won. thoroughly whooped their asses. <laughs> no, we, we won. <laughs> we didn't. Which, yes, we did. We lost in the other game, the subsequent game, and Santorini, which is going to be for another episode. But we won. We did won you? Okay, so that means you came we back. 
towards we the came back oh yes because Remy Remy <laughs> <Rennie. laughs> <laughs> that's what it it's was like, but she said sorry yeah. <laughs> so we're we're doing a lot of inside joke here. So so obviously because we were teaching them, so Remy and um IB had never played game I mean spades, so we were teaching them. So the first couple of rounds, you know, we would say, Okay, we'll let this pass because, you know, let's say you do something that you're not supposed to do in spades, we'll let it pass because, you know, you learn on the go. And <laughs> clearly we had talked about not reneging and anyone who plays spades understands the concept of reneging. It's you playing a separate suit when you actually have the suit that was um, played, yeah, but making everybody believe to... that. Yeah, so we're not going to over. But the point is, when you now whip out the suit that you should have played, that you gave people the impression that you didn't have, that's called reneging, which gives you, like, there's a lot of penalty that um, then happens. You, so they take away a lot of your cards, whatever. This is not an episode your of points. explaining. Um, spades. But the point is, we were, the women were like well ahead. I think that was our last hand well or our last ahead. two hand to, to we win. We well ahead. We, babe, if you, were you well guys ahead, were pitiful. Just, right. you know you guys were pitiful. Hey, no. It was not good. We won. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, so Remy reneged. I don't know what she was thinking, but she reneged and that took away probably a good 70 points when we were well ahead and that's what... Um, <laughs> And I, I told her, so this is what Meg was referencing. I said, because a lot of times, if you do something and you say sorry, I think people should understand that it's a mistake <laughs> and just overlook it. And mm-hmm. Remy did say sorry. She said sorry, but they took away the points. Ain't no sorry in spades. <laughs> <laughs> my book. So I was very confused because, you know, just out of, you know, being a reasonable human being, if you apologize for your mistake, people are supposed to, you know, let it go. But these fools weren't. So it was what it was. But it was fun. I mean, overall, like I said, Portugal, eh. But... When people ask me, you know, which part of the leg was the best, you know, I remember our time in Portugal fondly. I thought it was an amazing start to our trip. I do. I thought it was an amazing start to our trip. And I think it's because of the people that we were with. So we really just it was laid back. It was chilled. Obviously. But I'm just the point that I'm trying to make is. I remember all the legs differently because it had different energy. So um, so to wrap it up, you know, another takeaway is if you're traveling, make sure, you know, I've already said travel with a group of people that you just want to spend time with so that no matter what happens, you're still having a good time. Be open to Chinese food when you travel because I think Chinese food always comes <laughs> through. Everywhere. Everywhere. And then um, luckily we had a deck of cards with us. So we were able to, you know, even if you're not partaking and experiencing the city, you know, if you're enjoying the group of people you're with, you could still play a nice game of, you know, cards, spades or whatever and still have a good time. And I would say, you know, just being able to build and um, bond over cards was also very um, interesting. And I enjoyed that. So what, what, what were your takeaways? Takeaways. I mean, the card game, you know, was definitely special. Both times we played card games, mm-hmm. you know, we had everybody involved. Um, it was one of the, you know things that we can do to make sure everybody was participating. We we tried for a couple of times to go out and <laughs> to go experience out in, like the nightlife. Like the nightlife and didn't go down for one reason or another. One time being that we all <laughs> overdid it. Um uh over pre-gamed is over, what's going on over here. Over <laughs> pre-gamed. Um 
let's see. So that's going to be another lesson. Do not over pregame. Yeah, pace. Pace Pace. is definitely, pacing yourself is definitely. Especially when you're not eating. Because I think that probably was also what did it is we didn't have good, like healthy food in our stomach. So overdoing it was just not going to fly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, well, okay. So let me tell you, I mean, okay. So this is, again, about how alcohol just makes things better. But, like, one of the first tours we did was the food tour. And this is, like, (laughs) you know, because I, like I said, I I plan um, the tours and everything. And I had to hear it all the time (laughs) about how this was bad. But this was before we. The tour was not good. We had accepted how terrible Portuguese or Lisbon or Portuguese food was. And so, you know, we got onto this tour and everybody, like, I thought it was going to be a lot of food, too. Because I'm like, yeah, we don't need to eat yet. Like, um, It was a food tour. It's a food tour. Like, right. we won't have dinner. We won't have all types of things to eat. Thankfully, these other characters, because <laughs> uh, we had separated for a little bit and then they went to eat. And so they had eaten. And because the food tour is more like snack tour. Like, we didn't really, you know, had cheeses, little balls of cotton, whatever the case may be. But the one thing that was great about that tour is the copious amounts of wine Alcohol. that yeah, was being that doled was out. <laughs> and so I don't know about everybody else, but I was lit. <laughs> I was having a great time. And we met some great people. This is where you met Oh, that that's true. I um, met a guy from uh, an attorney in New York who um, was called in to handle the El Chapo case. <sighs> you know, I got his information as well. So, you know what I'm saying? That that was interesting. Um, that is so, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, so alcohol and definitely good friends who are about fun. You know, like, let's 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 party. Yeah. Let's do some. So things even if you do fun. find yourself on a tour, on a food tour with no food, <laughs> just <laughs> just have a good time with it. Um, so I would say the takeaway there is, um, you know, definitely do a tour. I usually, when I travel to countries, I just typically don't do tours. In the past, I hadn't done them or excursions because I just find them to be something you overpay for. Mm -hmm. But I think for the experience, you know, because otherwise you're looking for your own activity and trying to. So if you're only trying to do your own thing, it could become monotone. But I think all of the tours we did in in all the different countries kind of provided like different sort of anchor points to where we were, I felt. Right. Mm -hmm. So they and also you meet interesting people along the way. So you get to engage the other tourists, find out where they're from. You could strike up a good conversation, get to know them. So I would say, you know, a lot of the tours are expensive. I mean, for what we paid for the food tour, and I don't know how much we paid because Mac did all the planning and to not get any food I probably will have been annoyed (laughs) (laughs) to begin with. But I think I think the the experience of meeting other people, walking around, and just um, using, it's kind of like going on a field trip where, you know, little badass kids are acting up on the trip is really, you know, when you're in high school is, um, you know, well, maybe not high school. Hopefully high school students aren't doing that. Middle school. They're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's essentially what it was. I never, on all these stores, I had no idea. I can't take away, I can't tell you one thing I took away because I just was not paying attention. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the cases or like I've never been I've I said this to multiple people on the tours that we've been I have never been on one of those tours where I really remember Learned what the anything. hell the history is that you're talking about like from my perspective it's something that you do because it's um 
you you a don't want to have to plan it. You b don't know the things that you should know to go. I mean, not not that I learned mo- mostly anything, but you don't know what you should go and see unless you are, you know, a buff of that region and you already know those things and you're planning it. You don't know. And then lastly, it's um having the ability to talk to somebody else like to other people but also someone who knows the city and you know you might not necessarily ask about what the tour is you might ask okay so what's a good place to eat you know like when we did the bike tour in Greece or mm-hmm. you know so there's it's a, you know someone from the city that you can talk to about other things you're curious about and who might tell you stuff like you know go to the abandoned restaurant or something like that yeah so overall um that's a wrap for Portugal, had a great time. I think we'll have to save the other two legs of the trip um, for another episode, but um, the trip just got more and more epic as we went along um, to the point where we're just like, I think we're overdoing it. Planes, trains, ferries, automobiles. Yeah, it was crazy, Um, but it was a good time. Um, And it was just good to be able to have fun with the people that you enjoy, not worry about what work you're gonna do, all your bills to be paid, and I think just right in line with the point of this podcast, which is, listen, you only got one life. Um, actually, I think a nice way for me to now sort of represent what this podcast is about is the sort of energy you bring on vacation where you get up and you're like, I don't know what this day is going to bring, but I'm trying to maximize my experience is the sort of energy one should bring to their life every day. Life is short, but it could be filled with adventure. It could be interesting. You don't have to go on vacation to have an amazing good time. And I think um, essentially, you know, that's how I'm going to sign off, at least from what I'm going to say is live your life like you're on a vacation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good time, you know, because... It's a, you, you don't have that much time, so you might as well squeeze it for every bit of story you can have, every bit of funny moments, every bit of debauchery and craziness that you can get out of it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I don't know if I can add anything more to that. So let's wrap it up. Yeah, good times. And thank you for joining me, even though I had to drag you to join this podcast, but I think it was fun, babe. Thanks for joining. All right. We're done. Off. You know, we should come up with a closing tagline for when we sign up. What should we say? Live your life like it's a vacation. Yeah, that's the tagline. Remember, guys, this is Mac and Bola letting you know to live your life like it's a fucking vacation. We might have to work on that, but. Yeah, we should. We okay. should work on that. You know. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>